Welcome to another episode of the Joy Factory Monthly, which is not really monthly because I can't seem to stop myself from making podcasts. I'm Sean Duke, you probably already know that, and if you don't, well, congratulations, you've just discovered who I am. This episode is on a topic that was suggested by a fellow by the name of William Bush, who supports me on Patreon for the Joy Factory at patreon.com slash thejoyfactory, and that topic is really about the unbearable joy of ghosts, which is a topic that I find very interesting Not least of all because the last year or so I've become utterly obsessed with horror, as some of you know, and in that process I've watched a great deal of horror films which feature ghosts or ghost-like things or entities or things that effectively are ghosts. And I've also watched throughout my life, as I was thinking about this episode, a lot of movies that are also about ghosts that are not really about scary ghosts, per se, uh, although the characters in those products, uh, those films, do certainly consider them to be scary, but they're certainly not scary from our perspective as viewers. And I wanted to talk about a little bit about the, the this, this weird fact that ghosts have this uncanny ability to be both terrifying, at least for people who find certain types of horror terrifying, but also, I think, oddly joyful and fun and quirky. And I want to kind of ramble my way through thinking about why that might be. And so, you know, as I was coming up with this topic, one thing that sort of stood out to me was the the list of films that I've seen that are ghost films, films that feature ghosts. And they kind of fit into two very broad categories, you know, comedies or dramas in which the ghosts are not inherently scary, and then, uh, you know, straight horror films that the ghost or the entities that are effectively ghosts are meant to terrify us. And then there's at least one film in this lot in which the ghosts, I think, are both terrifying and humorous at the same time, which I think kind of highlights the way that this particular horrific entity, this this creature that exists in a lot of horror, has this uncanny ability to fly between the two, that it is both you know, uncannily funny and and joyful and amusing and strange and quirky and also terrifying and scary. And there are some good reasons for that. And so some of the films I was thinking about immediately, and these are going to probably make people laugh, you know, on the more joyful side, you know, any adaptation of A Christmas Carol, it's effectively a ghost story. I mean, it literally is a ghost story. They're just ghosts with a purpose uh, who speak, at, at least except for the death ghost, doesn't. Uh, you know, that is a story that is, I think, meant to be somewhat terrifying, but it, not, you know, to me, it isn't really. And in fact, you know, my biggest exposure to A Christmas Carol is through, through the Muppets. And so you can imagine that that is a bit of a, uh, shall we say, a humorous and fun version of that, even if certain aspects of those ghosts are kind of creepy and scary. Uh, You know, Christmas Carol has been adapted by, uh, you know, tons and tons of different directors and interpretations, and those interpretations have gone everywhere from silly, like in The Muppets, to quite serious and pretty terrifying. But I think that Christmas Carol is most effective when it is 
almost accessible outside of its more traditional horror aspects. And then there's films like Casper, you know, from based on the the old cartoon Casper the Friendly Ghost, the 1995 film directed by Brad Silberling, which we've covered on the Skiffy and Fanti show. There's also Beetlejuice, directed by Tim Burton from 1988, which, you know, has horrific elements to the ghost entities, the, the people that have become ghosts, but yet is a really funny, quirky, strange film that is not meant to be entirely terrifying. In fact, the whole process of Beetlejuice is the living characters discovering that the ghosts are, in fact, not that terrifying. We all kind of know that already, because for the most part, the ghosts aren't really terrifying. But the people that are living don't. And as they discover, they kind of realize that they can be both pleasurable and fun experiences, but also terrifying experiences. I mean, after all, the ghosts in Beetlejuice basically get all the people to leave the house by scaring the bejesus out of them. And then, you know, essentially our main character gets like surrogate ghost parents, which is kind of kind of fun. And yeah, so this is another example of a film that kind of flits between the two, that it is, you know, both terror, but terror that's more terrifying for the people who are in the, the movie itself, the characters, than it is necessarily for us. Or something like Ghostbusters, which, you know, 1984, directed by Ivan Reitman, another fantastic film about ghosts. Very obviously, it literally has ghosts in the darn title, and yet is also a comedy. And it's a comedy that has a lot of fun with the idea of ghosts, that not all ghosts are inherently malevolent, that some of them are, you know, like Slimer, literally just want to eat everything. But yet the characters also kind of react understandably somewhat scared because ghosts are unusual. But then if we kind of flip this around, we can think of dramatic presentations like the actual film Ghost directed by Jerry Zucker from 1990, which is a drama. And again, we see that transition from kind of scared as the medium you know, learns about ghosts and then realizes they're not really that scary, scary mostly. Um, or something like Field of Dreams, which is literally about ghosts and angel-like creatures, directed by Phil Alden Robinson from 1989. So there's that. And then there's a film that I think, you know, that David Annadale have and I have talked about, uh, Hausa or House, which is directed by Nobuhiko Abayashi. We did on, uh, you know, Totally Pretentious, we covered this, from uh, 1977, which includes some pretty impressive visual effects that are horrific and terrifying, but also has like really strange and almost surreal sequences that feel like advertisements at time, but also are kind of in any other context would be utterly hilarious. I mean, it's almost like watching an anime in a lot of ways, but with real live actors. And it's a film that flits between the two and kind of gives us both the terror and the joy at the same time. And I think that's really part of what interests me about ghosts in particular, and this is not unique to ghosts, horror has this all over, that for some reason, ghosts aren't inherently terrifying to us, that they are both wondrous and unknowns and strange and beautiful and weird, but they also can be terrifying they can bring horror to us i mean the examples that come to mind to me is like the shining in which the ghostly presence isn't an apparition per se although there are manifestations but it's more the the process of its you know wheedling down into people's minds and turning them into monsters the shining is you know it's effectively a tragedy of a haunted place you know changing people by turning up their worst characteristics to 11 
and then those people turning on everyone else. That's a, I would argue, a, a pretty terrifying film, and it does have pretty terrifying imagery. Or and that's by Stanley Kubrick, of course, from 1980. Or you know, if we take stuff like uh, Juan the Grudge from 2002 by Takashi Shimizu, or the Amityville Horror in which we have different interpretations of very ghostly-like entities. Amityville, 1979, directed by Stuart uh, Rosenberg. Both films that I think are really quite incredible, but have very different terrifying images of how ghosts manifest. I mean, the imagery in Juan is uh, pretty terrifying because the, the entities themselves are distorted and horrific, and they do horrific things in, in the process, and they're uncontrollable. And I think that's part of what makes ghosts in particular so terrifying is not just like in the shining the way that they can feed into your brain and manipulate and harm you but also the ways that they're uncontrollable entities that they are things that are you know technically not physical entities that our interactions with them are extremely limited and sometimes we can't really do anything we have extreme limitations i was thinking here of like the ring i've not seen the the japanese version uh ringu but the ring from 2002 directed by gore verbinski for example in which this tape is effectively a ghost and yet you know there there is no knowledge like the main character has to discover what makes this thing work and realizing the terrifying consequences as slowly and slowly this thing is coming for them and they can't control it. They can't stop it. And even the answer at the end isn't really an answer. In fact, the the ending of The Ring is a, a, one of the most terrifying moments in cinema. For me, uh, I saw this in theaters, and it scared the bejesus out of me because this idea that they had solved the problem, no, you can't solve ghosts. Ghosts are not solvable entities. You know, something like Poltergeist from 1982 by Toby Hooper you know, is an example of this, right? Even with all the seancing, they save the girl, but it doesn't save the neighborhood the neighborhood is cursed it's it's going to be swallowed and destroyed by these these ghostly apparitions the poltergeists you know or even something like his house which is again a psychological horror which involves ghosts in which the walls themselves you know remy weeks is his house the wall you know the, the walls themselves become like these manifestations of terror right that the things that live within the wall they're they're unknowables they're they're you know they are products of our own trauma in in his house but they are also things that are you know the the control that you have over them over them is is extremely limited and if it's in fact taking responsibility that ultimately quote unquote resolves the problem but it doesn't really resolve the problem because you can't escape the inevitability of your death and that's part of i think part, what makes ghosts such interesting figures is not just that ghosts are sometimes can be terrifying, at least for some people, not everyone is terrified by them or can be really joyful and pleasurable, but it, that they are unknowns and that they are for us markers of death, right? Even in something like Casper, right? Where the ghosts are not really, I mean, they're kind of malevolent, but, but, uh, but uh, malevolent, excuse me, but they're not inherently bad ghosts. They're not necessarily trying to kill in fact for the most part the ghosts in casper are trying to take care of they just want to own their home and, and be able to live their their lives as jerks i should say with the exception of casper himself but ultimately they are a reminder at every moment of what is waiting for us when we you know 
shove off this mortal coil, as it were, right? When we leave behind our bodies and go to the next, right? This The idea that we might turn into ghosts, that we might turn into entities that live on forever. And in some cases, we, in the case of Casper, for example, maybe it'll be really fun and pleasurable and like, yay, we're kind of still living and it's still life, but we're still ghosts. Or it might be that we become the, the night terrors, the things that haunt people at night, the things that come for you, the things that hide in your walls uh, and scare the bejesus out of innocence or not innocence, as the case may be. Um, I think there's just something really powerful in, in that. Now, I think there's still a lot for me to learn about ghosts. And, and I th- certainly think that a lot of my films have not been that I've seen that evolve ghosts have not been really outside of the Western tradition, and by Western, especially the U.S. tradition, with the exception of, you know, Christmas Carol and a couple of uh, Japanese films that I've seen. And so I'm really curious, as I start to explore this a bit more, how ghosts and ghost-like entities, things that we would think of as ghosts in the West, sort of change and adjust, and what makes them terrifying in different cultures. You know, not just Japanese culture, which I have a little bit of familiarity with, and a little bit is very small, um, but, you know, in African cultures, right? So there is a film called The uh, Atlantics, which I need to rewatch because I've only seen it once, and now I'm starting to think because it does involve ghosts. You know, how is that a different interpretation? What is that telling us about how other cultures think about ghosts? And so that's a process for me that's going to be happening here. But ultimately, I think what's fun about ghosts is just that they can be, for me, scary. But they can also be hilarious. I mean, Ghostbusters is a funny damn film. I'm just going to say it. Beetlejuice is pretty funny, even if Beetlejuice himself, and I'm not going to say his name again because he'll appear, uh, you know, even if he is, you know, a slimy, horrible monster of a person. But he is kind of funny. Uh, I think there is just a lot of really interesting dynamics that that ghosts can bring. And I want you to really take that home with you as you're thinking about the wonder of ghosts and ghost-like entities, but also think about the ways that uh, maybe ghosts in other cultures, or perhaps if you are from a different culture than uh, my own, uh, ghosts in your culture, differ from some of the most common presentations. And maybe uh, leave a comment if you'd like, uh, you know, on, on the podcast episode, wherever you happen to be listening, or perhaps on patreon.com slash the joy factory. So that's kind of it for now. I might come back to this later as I watch more stuff. But um, as always, you know, uh, I I appreciate you listening. Thank you very much for hanging out with me for these roughly about 15 minutes of your time. Uh, Expect more stuff because I literally can't stop myself from making more podcasts. All right. Have a good one. See me on Twitter at Sean Duke or, you know, at my website, SeanDuke.net. Peace out. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.